<laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the Go Dads Go podcast. I'm Robin, here with my life partner, <laughs> Brian. And, oh, man, we, for the first time, get to talk about a game that happened, that occurred. It wasn't took in place. It was a preseason game. It wasn't in our minds. <laughs> but, man, did I ever enjoy watching it. I like, I enjoyed watching that game more than I've enjoyed other games, other preseason games for a long time. Yeah, it was uh, pretty exciting. And then, um, you know, a lot of different, um, I noticed a lot of different, um, like Packer bloggers and people who have YouTube and channel, they all commented like when they talked about the game, like they had like a lot of, a lot of views and they all, they all had like a lot of views in their videos and, and blogs and whatnot. So a lot of the fans obviously are um, were more were very interested in it too. And of course that has a lot to do with the new starting quarterback, Jordan Love, who I thought played pretty well. 7 out of 10, 46 yards and a touchdown. I was really impressed with 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 how well he spread the ball around. Yeah, he did good. And then, you know, he only, those those three misses like they weren't that bad. There was like one that was not when the one that he sailed over over um, Musgrave, but other than that, they they weren't. No, there was anything yeah. egregious. And like one of them, I think uh, Musgrave. It was a rookie ran the wrong route. I think yeah. it was a, a screen to Musgrave, and he did not go out far enough. Uh, and well, no, there was one where he had to change his arm angle, and he and the, and the defend, defender batted yeah. it, or was that Clifford? I think that was. I think it happened twice, to be honest with you. Yeah. But, yeah. But that was one of them. And, but anyway, it was a really good showing from Jordan Love. Very impressed for me. I just like how confident he played and how decisive he was. It was pretty awesome. And not to be overlooked, despite I David Bakhtiari did not play. Expected, <laughs> right? I don't think I don't think he's gonna play at all during preseason. Oh no, no, not at all. Maybe the maybe, the maybe one series. Line, maybe one series that'll be it, and at most. But the offensive line looked pretty good. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. Yeah, I mean, even the backups look pretty good. Um, I mean, I know Sean Ryan gave up that one pressure that. Caused an interception, but now he that and like I think maybe one other play he he did he did okay. Yeah, I mean, sure, but I'm not really sold on Sean Ryan quite yet. Yeah, not yet. We'll see. Yeah. They did pretty well. Uh, Clifford was interesting. Drew a lot of comparisons to Brett Favre. What did you think of that comparison? Yeah, I mean, well, actually, funny thing, it's it's I see it somewhat. Um, but also someone else had, I can't remember who it was. They also had on Twitter had another comparison that compared him uh, jokingly to uh Matt Ryan or not Matt, Matt Ryan, um, uh, Matt Flynn. Sorry, and I thought that was kind of funny and it kind of makes sense. I but and I, I think I responded to saying something along the lines of, Oh, yeah, it's Matt Flynn, but with wheels, you know, since he's, he's a lot more athletic than Matt Flynn, so um, yeah, I guess, or Matt Flynn with a 
a little bit more of a gunslinger mentality. You could maybe even say that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, he does have a little bit of that fire in him where he'll he'll throw it and he'll just like, eh, I think I, I think I could fit it in here. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah, well, that's what she said. Okay. You know, right? <laughs> yeah, I I thought that Clifford played well. I mean, the interceptions were what they were, but mm-hmm. you know, um, what other players really stood out to you? Besides Emmanuel mm. Wilson, those six carries, 111 yards, two touchdowns. Why not? Um, let's see who else I mean, Jaden Reed looked good. I mean, he showed off his um, his uh, what do you call it? His ability with those 50-50 balls, able to jump and reach those those high balls, even though he's 5'11". Um, who else stood out? Uh, Wicks looked really good on that one catch, the catch and run. You're able to see some of his skills. I mean, he's not super fast, he's not a burner, but he has some of that. Um, Devonte Adams in him, not letting, saying that he's as good, but similar type guy, some type build. Um, he's a better blocker, more physical than Devonte is, but um, similar thing where he's not a burner, but he's quick. He's got really good route running and being able to use his. Uh, he's got a lot of different kinds of release packages and his um, ability to get off um, press and whatnot. Um, Carl Brooks has some pressures, so he looked good. Uh, who else? Um, of course, everybody's favorite Corey Valentine. Valentine was just balling all game. Yeah, Valentine was everywhere. Like, he is oh. going to make some decisions pretty difficult. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, we can talk about it if you want, but I mean, you know, Stokes and the injury and him not playing as well last year and then Rasul coming up on his contract. I mean, Rasul, they may let Rasul walk or they may let, you know, they may even trade or cut or something Stokes if he doesn't if he doesn't come back and, and healthy and he doesn't play very well. And, you know, Valentine could be your starting corner next to Jair next year. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, if he plays like he did. Yeah, if he keeps it up, yeah. And I heard that when they were doing their joint practices, he was locking up Jamar Chase. Um, Maybe. I, I'm trying to remember he maybe maybe went up. I maybe went up against him maybe once or maybe, twice. Maybe locking up is too strong of a word, but the term I read was he held his own. Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's like cool. Jamar Chase is probably a top three or four wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, and if Valentine as a seventh round pick was hanging with him and at least challenging him quite a bit, like I'm pretty excited about that. From him. I also really liked Malik Heath. I thought that he made some pretty impressive catches as well. Don't forget that block, the out of bounds block. Oh, that block was beautiful. I'm actually working on an article right now um, after the game or after practice or something like that. They asked Heath, like, about the block, and he's like, man, I'm just trying to be the goon because that was Lazard's role, you know? Last year's. Right. Same number, too, right? He's wearing Lazard's number, too, right? No, he's wearing Cobb's number. Oh, Cobb, that's right, 18, 18. Or Wicks has Lazard's number. That's right, that's right. But um, just super impressive, and, I mean, this is a guy that realizes what the situation is, you know? that 
the top four wide receivers are the three from last year and Jaden Reed. And then Dontavian Wicks as a fifth round pick is not going to get cut at all. Yep. So if he is going to make it onto the team, he needs to be the goon and or do really well on special teams. Yeah. That's going to be that's going to be the interesting part to see as far as the next couple of preseason games how he uh, how many snaps he plays on special teams and whatnot. Yeah. Speaking of special teams, Tyler Davis, quite the loss yeah. on special teams. Like, not on offense because the guy, I mean, well, had a touchdown, but he's, he was he's be not the, a very good offensive tight end. Well, he can block. He, he was, he's a, he was, or is, was, whatever you want to call it, the best blocking tight end they have right now. But, well, it's not saying much. It's but, not, but he's not like he's terrible or anything like that. No, but. but the biggest loss is on special teams. He he had he led the team yep. in special team snaps last year. Yep. And so I think that that might open up for someone else who's not a tight end to get a spot there, depending on how well they play. Yeah. I mean, I was talking about it this morning or yesterday or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but like Henry Pearson, the – the fullback slash tight end from Appalachian uh, App State. They got him basically playing fullback. He that uh, raises his chance to make the team, but of course, you know he needs to be able to show that he can play special teams and he can block and whatnot. Um, I think also to an extent raises Austin Allen's chance of making the roster. Um, I don't think exponentially or anything like that, but it, it raises his chance to make the roster. Yeah, but I also think that it's going to be helpful for guys maybe like Anthony Johnson or Malik Heath that are in crowded position rooms that could, if they show out on special teams, do really well. And so, like, that's where I found it was interesting about – Matt LaFleur was asked about Emmanuel Wilson Mm -hmm. yesterday, obviously, because – Six carries, 111 yards, two touchdowns, and an incredible story. Yeah, that he did it on the 14th anniversary of his dad's death. Correct. They asked, so the someone asked him, "How's he doing?" On we like we saw he can run, but how's he doing on receiving and special teams? And Matt Lafleur was like, "Yeah, those are the areas we need to see improvement in." Like. Not sugarcoating at all. Like, we need to see improvement. He's like, not that he's been bad, but we need to see consistency. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, he probably never played special teams at Grand Valley. Well, that's what LaFleur said, too. He's like, when you you get all these guys in that are stars at their schools, of course their coaches never put them in special teams. Yeah, well, especially especially at the level and division he was playing at, you know, they're not going to. Risk him on special teams. I mean, some Division One schools or FBS schools, whatever. Well, they'll, sometimes they'll put a star on special teams, like in Alabama and in Georgia. Sometimes will do that, but yeah, for the most part, they there's stars most play special teams unless the star came and played special teams when they were young, and you know whatnot. But yeah, at Grand Valley State, I, yeah, I can almost guarantee you probably never played any special teams at all. I was listening to a show that Gilbert Brown was on last week, or well, he's on the same show every week. But can't remember what week it was. He, the host asked him about special teams and asked him if he ever played special teams. And Gilbert was like, yeah, my freshman year at Kansas, I 
played special teams and then in sophomore year I got better and I was playing more and told the coach don't put me Sensor. on special teams no more. <laughs> yeah, so, about right. Yeah. So yeah, these guys a lot like the ones that are being signed, drafted and or signed as undrafted free agents, a lot of them stars on their team. I mean, Emmanuel Wilson rushed for over 1,200 yards and 15 touchdowns last year with Fort Valley State. Like, of course they were not going to put him on special teams. So, LaFleur's been saying it ever since OTAs began with some of these players. They have to do well on special teams. You've talked about it too. The running back three, if they decide to take one, on the 53-man roster to start out because they did not do that last year. Not, not initially. Yeah, not initially. They ended up having a few. Patrick Taylor, who is still in competition for that role. And I yeah. think that he he's a pretty decent special teams player. He is, yeah. And he's, and he's, so, a, decent, he's a good blocker, too, as far as... Yeah, and so I think that that might give him the leg up on who is in camp competing for RB3. I really like Tyler Goodson, but A, he got hurt. It doesn't sound like it's too bad, but he got hurt. Mm-hmm. But, he, but he also did not make the team last year because he was not as good on special teams as Patrick Taylor was, even though he was a better rusher, at least in the preseason games from what we saw. Right. And then there's Lou Nichols the third, who was a seventh round pick. I don't think he'll make the team. I do think that they're going to stash Nichols away on the practice squad because I think that he's like Aaron Jones 2.0 in the waiting. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a different skill set, but I mean, yeah, I could see it. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like, well, I, said, like I said, leading up to the draft, I think the moment they draft him. Is don't look at his 2022 film because he was injured the whole year. And right. He, he wasn't right. But wasn't he the NCAA leading rusher in 2021? Yeah, he had like 1,800 something yards. Yeah. Yeah. 20, so like 20 or 21 touchdowns. Yeah. So he was, or maybe it was 18, but yeah, he was. Yeah, so watch his 21 20 film. <laughs> yeah. And then there's Emmanuel Wilson, who had that amazing game. Honestly, he was not even on anyone's radar until the preseason game right. yeah so yeah i think most have written him off as a practice squad and just i think it's going to i think it's going to be a feel-good story for about a week and then we're going to move on <laughs> as as much as it as much as that sucks because it was a really really good story but on defense i was really impressed with no touchdowns allowed. <laughs> yeah, Even good. though, like, I understand Joe Burrow was not playing. But I all they also got down in the red zone a few times, and the defense did not allow any touchdowns. The only touchdown that Cincinnati scored was on a pick six that Clifford threw. Right. So I thought that was impressive i really liked too i noticed that the corners were playing up 
Yeah, they were. They're which was, using them to their uh, strengths finally. Yeah, which was awesome. Jair Alexander did not play. The Cincinnati didn't really play any of their stars, which to be expected. Yeah, of course. But that being said, the Packers, like, Jordan Love got two series. Aaron yeah. Jones did not play. Jair yeah, did not play. Aaron Jones played one play. Like, so, I don't know. I thought it was pretty even in terms of people sitting out and things like that. But I... Did you hear where Joe Barry was during the game? In the booth. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that continues. Well, we'll see. Maybe he'll be in the booth next week this against Patriots and they'll, you know, get slapped around or something. Who knows? Well, if we'll see. anyone's going to snap or, or slap around a young team, it's going to be Bill Belichick. Because, I mean. <laughs> That's Bill. It was funny. Side note, it was funny. I was guesting on a pod. I, I guessed it on a podcast on the other night, Friday night, I think. And the guy asked me how, like, he was upset with his own team because he watched in none of the stars played. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if you're a fan and you're a dad and you're taking your kid to the preseason game. Don't you want to see them? And I'm like, bro, you obviously do not know Green Bay Packer fans. <laughs> like we sold out a practice. Yeah. Just to watch our offense and defense go against each other without heavy pads. Yep. Like tens of thousands of people will go to that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. In our preseason games, we do not care. We sell those out too. Yep. And I just thought it that was funny. It made me realize that how different the Green Bay Packers fan base is than really any other fan base ever. Pretty much, I just, yeah. I mean I mean so, yeah. yeah, I thought that was pretty good. What players do you think might have – oh, before we get to this, let's talk about Anders Carlson. Oh, goodness. What do you think of our guy, Anders? He's, I just still feel he's not ready as far as, like, to be an NFL kicker. That's why, that's why I had him as an undrafted guy. I'm coming out, I feel like he needed a year or two to, to really work through his accuracy and his his um, whatever mental issues he has is causing him to, you know, miss. Because his form is, is not bad. It's not terrible. It's not like he's all over the place. So it's got to be some sort of mental thing that's going on that he needs to work through. He needs to figure out. Noticed it and has been pointed out that all of his kicks are wide right. Yep, right. That's fixable. Well, you hope so. Well, it's a lot more fixable than if you're missing kicks all over the place. True. So, yeah. A lot of people are calling for Mason Crosby back. 
Well, uh, there's still time. He's still young. Well, and Crosby is not. Okay. And like, do people forget how Crosby couldn't reach the end zone on kickoffs anymore? And like a fifty, like be anything beyond fifty yards for a field goal attempt was not good. I think he made one out of four from fifty plus last year. Yeah, he lost. He's yeah, he, he lost, lost a lot of oomph. Yeah, he lost a lot of that velocity. Well, and then I've been I've been writing about him a lot, the kicking situation a lot. You know, Mason Crosby did not hit 80% of his kicks until his fifth year. Yeah, sounds about Well, I didn't know, but yeah, sounds about right. Because he had, he had accuracy issues early on. Well, and then in his sixth year, he was awful. He made like 63% of his kicks. Yeah, that was a year I think he, he started bad or he finished bad or something like that. Yeah, he ended up missing like 12 field goals, though. Yeah, I think most of the misses were towards the end of the season or, or something like that, if I remember right. And then he had a nice string of over 80% for a few years. And then he had another bad year. And then in 2020, he was 100% 16 of 16. Yeah. Which. It's crazy. Like, yeah, weird. And then in 2021, he was he had another really like down year. He had this like second worst field goal percentage of his career in 2021. Hmm. And then last year he was a little bit better, but right. power was not. And so, like, people want Mason Crosby back, and I'm like, I get it, but ju- like, you you remember people remember the things they want to. They remember the game-winning kicks against Dallas, and him ignoring Matt Lafleur and taking the special teams unit onto the field to kick the field goal against the Vikings in week 17 or whatever that was last season. But it wasn't that long ago that he missed like six field goals in a game against Cincinnati. Yeah. That was bad. So like, I understand fans desire to get Mason Crosby back, but at the same time, I don't, I'm not completely convinced you're going to have a more accurate kicker. Oh, honestly, I think it would he would be more accurate. Um, Probably, but um, obviously not long term. But on the season, at least, I think he'd be more accurate. Did you see that uh, Jake Moody missed his first kick for the 49ers <laughs> in their preseason game? Uh-uh. 40 yard. Field goal attempt missed it, and like Packers fans, 49ers fans were calling for Robbie Gold to be brought back. Oh my goodness! They just used the third round on him. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, I know. Jake Moody was a third round pick. The Packers took Carlson in the sixth. No, they're both reaches, but you know. Yeah, but a third round pick on a kicker. That guy better be the second coming of Adam Vinatieri or Justin Tucker or something like that. Because, whoa. Or Janikowski. <laughs> yes. Well, they got the Janikowski light coming out next year. So, 
Well, okay. Yeah. We'll see who signs him. So, well, no, he'll get drafted probably, but I don't know how early. But <laughs> That's another time. Who do you think essentially played themselves off the roster? It's hard to do that after just one game. I think it's... Yeah, but I mean, we're less than three weeks away from the final 53-man roster being set. Right. I mean, there were guys that did themselves no favors. No, I mean... But I think you can't just you don't go off just one game. I mean, there's practices you go off of and all that. Okay, um, who do you think dug themselves a hole? I think. Uh, Newman, I guess. Yeah, because Newman was bad. Yeah, Newman he was, was too late to the fourth quarter and stuff, and yes, yeah, so he he got his. He got beat up pretty good. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, probably Newman. Uh, and he got beat up by fourth stringers. Yeah. Because, like, he didn't get put into the game until the fourth quarter. And so, like, the guys he was playing against are guys that are just trying to get a practice squad spot in Cincinnati. And he was, he was so bad. Yeah. I mean – I, he's a former fourth round pick, and he's start. He's been a starter and stuff. So I don't think it's he played himself off the roster, but he's on the bubble for sure. I don't think he's going to make the roster. Yeah, I mean, I could see him not not making it, but I don't think I don't think it's set in stone just yet. On the other hand, Rashid Walker seems to be moving up the depth chart. Yeah, which is. He practiced with the ones today, I think it was, or yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Which was interesting. Yeah, I mean, I never under me and a lot of other draft people didn't we never didn't understand why he went so late. Um, he's a big dude with a lot of talent. He's athletic. You know, he just has you know technique issues that he didn't work through and stuff like that. You know, kind of like a almost like a Josh Lyman. So I mean, why he went so late never made any sense to me. Yeah. That was the one that stuck out to me too as who was just downright terrible. <laughs> I was not impressed with Jonathan Owens. Yeah. Showing granted he didn't play very much. No, he didn't. But he had one there was one play, I think it was a 33-yard completion for the Bengals that Owens just totally miscommunicated mm-hmm. or misread the coverage. So that wasn't that good. Hope that gets cleaned up. But who I really liked mm-hmm. at the safety position was Tarvarius Moore. Yeah, he was okay. He didn't good game yeah he didn't really stand out per se but he didn't look bad so i think um he was the fourth or fifth highest graded defensive player on pff for the game for the packers something like that yeah he wasn't like top three but he was he was up there yeah yeah 
funniest moment of the game for me was when Dallin Levitt got an interception. Right. Because he is so bad. Oh, that was a gift. That was, yeah. So bad. That was the other thing on the podcast. The guy asked me about who's going to be the starting safety along Darnell Savage, and he's going to – you don't know. It could be Owens. Could be more. Could be Levin. I'm like, let me stop you right there. Yeah. If Dallin Levitt is our starting safety at any point of the season, you know the Packers are tanking for the number one overall pick. Because, or at least so bad. At least he had massive injury issues or something. Yeah. Like, whoa. Let's not. Let's not go there with. Levitt as a starting safety. My goodness. I hope he never sees the field as a safety. And that's up by 50. Yeah. With Even 30 then. seconds to go in the game. Yeah. Even then, you're just kind of like, eh. Yeah, even then, I'm going to be like, mm, no. No, thank you. Yeah. Were there any guys who you were down on entering – the preseason game that you saw playing, you're like, oh, okay, now, like, maybe. For me, it was Shamar Jean Charles. I'm not a SJC guy. No. A lot of it has to do with the fact that he can't cover. And some of it has to do with the fact that he went to Minnesota. <laughs> but – he had himself a pretty decent game. I was like, just gonna. Yeah. It was. It was pretty yeah, good. I guess. Uh, it wasn't like. It wasn't like, Valentine good. <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah, you know, against a bunch of you know third string and fourth stringers, of course. <laughs> right. So. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the best he's looked since he's been in Packers uniform, so I don't know. I don't know if he's uh, scary enough to keep him on the roster, though. Well, no, especially <laughs> Valentine ball balling out. Yeah. Even Valentine, even ba Valentine is not playing bad, too. Yeah, yeah Valentine played pretty well as well. well. What a nightmare that will be, Valentine and Valentine. Especially when on the field at the same time. I know. Feel sorry for the play-by-play -play guys. Yeah. But one of the last things that really kind of – I knew it was going to be this way, but it was confirmed mm -hmm. in the preseason game was that Sean Clifford is definitely the backup. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, Alex, like all the, all these guys attending training camp and everything, like, oh, it's going to be a battle between Clifford and Magoo for the backup spot. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. And <laughs> then the preseason game, and Magoo gets to attempt like one pass. Maybe he attempted yeah. one. But, like, they took Clifford out for, like, a little bit, put in Magoo for, like, four plays. Yeah. And then put Clifford back in. Pretty much. So, 
Clifford is definitely going to be the backup. Magoo, probably back to the practice squad. Yeah, probably. I wonder what Danny Etling is up to these days. <laughs> From a week ago. Yeah. Like, hey, Danny, where are you, where are you at? Yeah. I mean, I thought that was interesting that they opted for Magoo over Etling, but whatever. Hmm. I think it's more of an issue with them opting for Clifford instead of Ellie. Because I know they're only going to keep two, so. Well, yeah. And, like, it's just... People are like, like that want a veteran quarterback as the backup. I just, like, don't know any veteran quarterbacks that are going to be like, ooh, I want to go somewhere and sit on the bench. Like they, Teddy Bridgewater ended up signing with Detroit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I could see him actually getting playing time if Jared Goff struggles, which is possible. You mean if Jared Goff does what Jared Goff does? Yeah. So, but that's the thing. And, And like Matt Ryan, he went to the booth, you know, like, Veteran quarterbacks, especially ones that have been starters for a long time, are not going to just take a backup role. Right. Bridgewater's a little different because he's been both. Yeah. But, like... I think it's too late in the process. They're not going to bring it back. Well, there's that, but also when the Packers moved on from Brett Favre, and made Aaron Rodgers the starter. His backup was, I think it was uh, Matt Flynn. Rodgers, yeah, it was Matt Flynn. Yeah, even though they took Brian Brom in the second. Yikes. He's coaching uh, college football now. Yes, I saw that. Like at Texas or something, right? Louisville. I, I knew it was black and red colors, so... Close enough. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. Good for him, but wow, what a waste of a draft pick that was. Yeah. Um, Maddie Flynn, <laughs> one of the greatest backups of all time. After, after Doug Peterson. <laughs> well, obviously. But no, Maddie Flynn balled out in that one game against Detroit the end of the year, he threw six touchdown passes yep. and turned that into a massive contract. Like, like not massive by like now money, but by yeah. like 15 years ago money mm-hmm. into a big contract with the Seattle Seahawks who then drafted Russell Wilson that same year. And Flynn ended up backing up Russell Wilson. Yeah. This is a lot in life, you know, he's like his backup. Yeah, I don't know, but do you remember? He was a good backup though, because you remember, like Rogers got one of the years Rogers broke his collarbone, and we had the likes of uh, Seneca Wallace, <laughs> yeah, all that, and we were so bad. And I think it was like a mid-season thing. They mm-hmm. were like, let's just get Flynn back. And they did. 
and settled everything basically. We salvaged like we finished the year eight, seven, and one. Yeah. Like he wasn't like he went like he was late, like but he was good enough to like not be an embarrassment. Yeah, I think he had like a five hundred record or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I fit yeah, something like that. So I, I always like Matt Flynn. That was that was fun hmm. stuff. But Clifford is going to be exciting, I think, all the time. He just has that gunslinger mentality, and I hope I don't have to see him too much. No games because uh, yeah, in the regular season, yeah, unless it's like a blowout and he's just doing the kneel down. Like, or it's week eighteen, and we're we've already clinched the division. But yeah. even then, I'm not even quite so sure. I really like resting the players that much because that has not worked out for us in the past. Yeah. So, uh, who knows? We'll see, I guess. Yeah. Speaking of rest, this might be our, our last thing before we get into the real last thing. But <laughs> do you think – do you hear what the, uh, Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur said about Love's playing time and how he might play more? This preseason than the, just the two series that he played in Cincinnati, like that he will play deeper into the games. More in the you cut out there, saying what do you say? More in the what? That he'll play deeper into the games. Preseason games? Yeah, I believe it. Like I mean, because they need to get him kind of working with the guys and getting a rhythm down for the start of the season. So that's I mean, I was telling people that. You know, he's probably gonna, he's not gonna. People were trying to say, Oh, he's gonna get like Aaron Rodgers' preseason playing time. I was like, There's no way he's playing way more. Than that. Well, and you saw how well that worked last year with Rodgers not playing at all. Well, he, has, he hasn't really played in the preseason like, like last three years or something, yeah, like that. right. I know ever since Jordan Love got drafted. Interesting yeah. coincidence, isn't it? Um, but. No, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him play longer into the games at all. In fact, like I think most people were watching the game to see how he would play, and I think that it'll be important to get him up to speed and everything like that. So, yeah, most definitely. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, like I said, he's he's still pretty raw, so or any experience, I should say. Yeah. He sure did look good. Yep, he did. So we got Patriots this week. Who? Give me three players. Oh goodness! On the Packers that you will be interested to see how they perform against the Patriots after seeing the Bengals game. I'll go um, first, even if you want. What's so that? I'll go first, even. Oh. So, so you have time to think. So my first player that I want to see is Valentine again because I, I want to see if – I want to make sure it's not a fluke, you know. Like you got to stack those, those days. You got to stack those games. And I think if he puts together another good game against – the New England Patriots, then I'll be a little bit more convinced that this guy might be the real deal. So that's one guy that I'm looking 
to see in the New England Patriots game. The next one that I want to see more of is guy that I want to see Devontae Wyatt a little bit. He did not have a very good game against the Bengals. I did like he didn't play very much. Yeah. But he was also the Packers' lowest graded defender via P- PFF. And I was really because last year, if you take away the snap minimums, he was their highest graded defensive lineman. He was better than Kenny Clark, you know. So I'm like, really? He was hmm. so maybe I don't know what was going on with him, but I'd like to see him in the backfield at least once against the Patriots. Yeah, that'd be good to see. Yeah. And then on offense, I'll be honest with you, going into game one, I I hadn't heard a lot about Dontavian Wicks in practice, but then he ended up as their leading receiver for this game, and pretty quietly too. Mm -hmm. So that was cool. So I think I'm going to keep my eye on him a little bit more as well because he's pretty much a shoe-in for the roster but he's just one of those guys that is like sneaky out, sneaking up on you that will put up those numbers out of nowhere. And he also put down a pretty good block to open yep. up big run. So I think I'm going to look at, look at Dontavian Wicks a little bit more in game two. Okay. Um, actually, I'd like to see Grant DeBose since he hasn't played yet and he doesn't really practice much. Let's see him play in the game, see what he can do. Um, yeah, just see if he can get up. <laughs> What's that? I think he would like that too. Yeah, of course. Um, let's see, I don't know. I don't doesn't. I don't know if, it's, if, if, if I'm not sure if Luke Nichols is going to play. I don't know if he's going to play or not. Um, but I like to I like to see him play and see him out there. Um, let's see if he can put a, a fight with um, you know for that number three spot. Um, uh, who else? Um, I actually like to see Magoo get at least more than a couple snaps. See him that. See if he can actually run the offense at all. You know, just yeah, because yeah. you need to have a contingency plan in place. You know, I mean, we all knew what they what we had in Danny Etling because we saw him a lot last preseason. Yeah, but. I mean, and Magoo was the USFL MVP. Like, yep. Let's let's see it. Let's see that MVP. <laughs> be fun. We have an MVP on our roster still. I know, right? Again, still. <laughs> we we faded one and we got a new one back. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Greatest franchise in sports, right? Yeah. All right, Brian. Why don't you tell the fine folks where they can find you? You guys go find me on Twitter at. B Moffy, B M A A F I. Same thing on uh, threads if you guys use threads. And I just got on Blue Sky too. Um, there's what? Some... <laughs> what? Yeah, someone hooked me up with well, a. Once you get that invite code, send it my way. Yeah, I'm waiting for them to send me one. I haven't gotten one yet. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, I, there's not very many people on Blue Sky, so it's, I don't know. We'll, we'll yeah, see. I know because it's so exclusive. <laughs> well, I, I got mine from uh, Dusty. Of course, because Dusty, Dusty's a man, friend of the show, Dusty Eve, friend of everybody, Dusty. Well, yes, 
not yeah. not my friend now apparently. <laughs> and uh, what else? And then you can always find my anything I've written previously on atbnetwork.com. Um, then of course my draft database. I'm just I'm getting close to getting it completely all set and ready. I'm just finishing up um, getting all the the classes updated for all the players and stuff like that. Um, so that should be done soon. Excellent. You can find me on Twitter at the other Robin nineteen. Find all my stuff up on WisconsinSportsHeroics.com. See me here. And that's about it. I'm not really active anywhere else, so nope. don't bother trying to find me. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thanks for listening. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.